And the Lord be with you. And also with you. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Since we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us worship God with joy. We welcome you to this service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily and sacrament this morning are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. On this first Sunday of the month, as is our custom, we welcome all of whatever age, station, or background to participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion. Those listening on the radio may request communion in the home by calling the chapel office. We commend to you the ministry of the chapel, both its programmatic offerings and its sermon offerings found on our website. We invite those so moved to identify as members of the chapel community simply by so signing the pew roster or by speaking with one of the clergy or by leaving a note in the collection plate. We encourage one another to continue or to commence the practice of disciplined generosity, of tithing, of percentage giving. We invite you to ponder just what form your ministry here will take among us in the coming weeks, this year of our Lord, 2018. A dish to pass, community luncheon follows worship downstairs, and all are warmly invited. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are able. May we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray together. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart, we have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. May we exchange with one another signs of his peace. Lesson from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah who went to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Melon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. 
These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Malon and Kilion also died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way. For I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. May the Lord do thus, and so to me, and more as well, if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. The word of the Lord.
Please join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 24 with the Antiphon. is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. For he has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, the strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Now, beloved, please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. Glory to you, O Lord. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all who burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared ask him any question. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. We listen for the wind chimes of hope, whispering to us, singing to us, beckoning to us out from the utterly unforeseen future with that primordial itinerant, that original immigrant, that courageous, wayfaring woman, Ruth. We journey forward listening for the wind chimes of hope and remembering her and treat me not to leave thee nor to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people will be my people. Thy God, my God. The wind chimes of hope in scripture, tradition, experience, and reason. For six weeks we have heard from the gospel according to St. Mark, written say in the year 70 A.D., say in the city of Rome, say by a Gentile for Gentiles with some Jewish Christians present, say under the aegis and pressure of persecution, say in the fervent expectation of the eschatological culmination of all things. And yet, remembering Jesus, not from the year 70, but from the year 30, some 40 years ago for Mark, and bringing remembrance, stylized memory to these wonderful lessons, guides in our journey toward hope. So there is Jesus remembered with the full intellect of his mind at work, struggling with the meaning of divorce and marriage and making space for women, freedom for women, as we do in our time for sexual minorities and others. So there is Jesus, too, with the children. Suffer the little children to come to me. Do not hinder them. To such belongs the kingdom of heaven. We recognize that in that early church 2,000 years ago, issues of community, of relationship, we know them, are alive and present. So there Jesus, straightforward, remembered to have spoken about wealth. Money is good to support life and family and need, but when it becomes the sideshow that eats up the circus, you need to be careful. 70 A.D., 2018 A.D. So there, last week, Bartimaeus, that's a baptismal scene you can tell from the language, son of David, from the attire, tunic, 
cast off from the call, Kyrie. Now, in Matthew, 20 years later, that becomes Kyrie eleison, a phrase we know. So also the movement from a, a lost trajectory to a way of seeing into the future, hearing the wind chimes of hope, calling, beckoning, singing, whispering to us. Good news. That's gospel. Mark could have written, but he did not, a narrative, an essay, a treatise, a biography, a poem. He chose a new form for a new word, gospel, good news. The wind chime of scripture ringing out for us this Lord's day. We also receive the gifts of tradition. It was Athanasius here in our first window. We don't honor him enough, who helped to guide the church from the year 100 to the year 500, struggling with finding a way to live in unity, in diversity, toward community. Now they were thinking about Jesus and how much divinity and how much humanity and how much word and how much flesh and how much logos and how much sarks, how much logos, how much, how much anthropos. What do we make of Jesus our Lord? And that ran straight into the question of divinity. How much being, how much person, how much usias, how much hypostasis, how three in one, a divinity given over to relationship, community. We don't think enough of dear Athanasius guiding us between the Scylla of the Arians to the left and the Charybdis of the Sabellians to the right toward a common hope. My sister-in-law from Arlington, Texas sent me her pastor's word. Beautiful it is about unity and diversity and community. It happens by grace and serendipity that two of his members from Arlington, Texas are here in worship for the first time to hear me quote him for the first time. And well is his statement made saying, Remember in our tradition, he wrote, John Wesley, who graces your door here, Marsh Chapel, who said, quoting Thomas Akempis, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. And in the sermon, The Catholic Spirit, Wesley said, we may not think alike, but can we not love alike? We may not be of the same opinion but we may, may we not be of the same heart? And so Wesley putting the heart of the gospel not in righteousness. Righteousness is a part of the gospel, but not the heart of the gospel that belongs to love. Unity is not uniformity. If you're singing from the Methodist hymnal in the third pew from the back with a baritone to the left and an alto to the right, you are singing in the midst of difference. We don't quite agree on every one thing. We're moving forward listening for the wind chimes of hope. You know well that politics is downstream from culture. Culture is downstream from religion. 
Religion is downstream from faith, and faith is downstream from this one moment. A word fitly spoken, an invitation to you. Is this who you are? Do you assent to, affirm, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself? It's later than you think. There is your invitation. Will you receive? How shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. There is a, a unity that is far beyond uniformity, a unity in diversity emerging in community, And I not only see it today, and I not only hear it today, I feel it. You're coming down the sawdust trail of the sacrament. This is an altar call. And you're responding in the affirmative that you are one who will love God and love neighbor as yourself, a wind chime of tradition. We also received good news from experience. We had an English teacher who said the words had an ominous ring. There are some things that should not have to be learned from experience, but we do learn from our own lived experience. 35 years ago, we served two little churches along the St. Lawrence River. Many of our parishioners, friends, and neighbors had farms that crossed the border. The hay to the south of the border looked very much like the hay to the north of the border. Like the August day when I called my lay leader, Earl Friend, and said, can we talk about the stewardship campaign? He said, sure, I'm taking my second cutting. You come and sit on the back of the tractor. We'll have it done in an hour, and we did. That autumn, I went to see him with Emily in the back seat, that 1973 Mustang convertible that by 83 had maybe one or two more years of life. Earl had shot a bear that morning outside of their cow barn, and the bear was strung up between two maple trees, two steps from an invisible border. He took our photo, Emily and me, and the car and the bear. It looked like we had shot the bear. We had not shot the bear. But Emily was a stone's throw from a land... It's not very difficult, and it's not very far away. Where if she had grown up there, which she almost did, she would have had from toddlerdom to 20-something free, you spell that F-R-E-E, free education and free health care. Borders, like all laws, require protection. This is a country of law and not of men and women. We honor the need for careful law abidance. But you know, government, as Deval Patrick said from this pulpit some months ago, is only what we decide to do together. We learn from our experience how to find unity with diversity and community. You know that in Boston because some of you played hooky on Wednesday and went to a parade to celebrate our regional champions, our city team, our neighborhood team, the Boston Red Sox, which in case you hadn't heard, they did win the World Series. And some of you were there, and how do I know? Well, actually, I was there too. Children, 
dressed for Halloween, parents dressed for Halloween, a sense of community. Did you hear what they said? Alex Cora, they hired me and I didn't have any experience and I was still learning. And I'm learning still, he said. That's humility. And JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr., asked how you get ready, and he said, you prepare for every game. That's discipline. And J.D. Martinez said, this is not about me. This is not about one person. It's not me, it's we. It's a whole team, self-giving. And Nathan Uvalde, it's one thing to lose a game, another one to lose after 18 innings. And yet they pulled him into the clubhouse and they stood and cheered for him. And he said, that's the way with baseball and with life. It's so unpredictable. Our experience teaches us as we listen for the wind chimes of hope guiding us about how to move forward together in community with humility, with discipline, with self-giving, with a sense of the unpredictable, a wind chime of experience. People of good heart and faith can differ, but most by reason in this country today would agree. We are walking toward a common hope. That's what our mind, our reason teaches us, a hope that this Warming globe caught in climate change might be cooled by cooler heads, calmer minds, cooler hearts toward a common hope that this world chock full of nuclear weaponry, a dangerous place, might steadily be pacified given an ironic spirit, spirit by the deft use of diplomacy toward detente. We are walking toward a common hope, a hope that this country, the land of the free and the home of the brave, which we love, awash in rhetorical hooliganism, will find and lift the better angels of our nature, the better sources of our spirit, the words of life and peace. Toward a common hope, that this country, fractured by flagrant inequality between rich children and poor children, will find a way to rise up and offer the future in education and health care, toddlers to 20-somethings, because a free society for its own sake depends upon a citizenry that is educated and healthy. We walk toward a common hope that institutions of higher learning, colleges, universities, schools, including this one, will find a way to balance a love of learning with a sense of meaning, a pride in knowledge, with a respect for goodness, a drive to discovery, with a regard for recovery. We walk toward a common hope that our choices about calling, particularly now not only particularly students, how to make not just a living but a life will be imbued with a radiance that includes grace and generosity and unity and diversity found in community. We await a common hope, now another thanksgiving, 
that in just a few days, the families of this country, which are in rough shape, will be able to sit together at the long Thanksgiving table and ladle the creamed onions and carve the turkey, pass the squash, and enjoy the apple pie and be able not only to eat some turkey, but to talk some turkey one with another in honesty, kindness, patience, and forbearance. We are moving, listen for the chimes, toward a common hope, a hope that our grandparents and grandfathers and grandmothers who have borne the heat of the day for us, when they come into their dotage, will be cared for in the way the commandment describes, including its warning, honor thy father and mother, that thy days be long upon the earth, that thy days be long upon the earth. We are moving toward a common hope. Most of us agree with this. A common hope, we should also say, that is not about this world only, but about this world as a field of formation for another world. Not just about health, but of, about salvation. Not just about creation, but about new creation. Not just about earth, but about heaven. Not just about heart, but about soul. Finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee, changed from glory into glory, till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love, and praise. We listen for the wind chimes of hope, whispering, singing to us, beckoning us out of an unforeseeable future, and we keep Ruth at hand, and treat me not to leave thee, nor to return to following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, thy God, my God. Here is your invitation. Is this who you are, Jesus teaches? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Amen.
Please be seated. Good morning. We welcome you again to Marsh Chapel on this crisp fall Sunday with an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> Thank you for joining us as part of our community of worship today. Whether you are here in the sanctuary, listening on the radio, or live stream on the internet, or later via our podcast, please know that you are a valued member of our community. For those of you joining us in the sanctuary, we invite you to fill out your name and contact information in the red pads found along the center aisle of each pew. This will help us to get to know you better and you get to know each other a little better. This is Communion Sunday and all are invited to participate. You may, if you wish, come forward and receive a blessing instead of taking communion. We provide wine in the center and, and we provide wine in the center and side and on the side pulpit, alcohol-free grape juice on the lectern side. Gluten-free bread is available on the altar rail in the center. Today we regret that we are unable to offer our healing prayer station. After service this morning, please join, in, join us on the lower level for our past covered dish lunch. Of note this week is Religion on Tap, which will be this Tuesday from 5.30 to 9 o'clock at the newly remodeled BU Pub. This is a casual gathering of BU friends, faculty, staff, and students over the age of 21 and all are invited from different faiths and walks of life. Our topic this week will be, how does faith form your politics? Please contact the chaplain, Jessica Chica, for more information. Of note is also, would you be able to survive on a week of rations that are provided to a refugee? Join the Refugee Ration Challenge during International Education Week to find out. You will be provided a box of rations next Sunday, which are intended to get you through to the following Saturday. The cost is $10. Please see one of our Marsh Associates for more information after the service. For all other news and upcoming events, please visit the chapel website at bu.edu slash chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
for the work before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and our fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit on the night in which he gave himself up for us he took bread gave thanks to you broke the bread gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those whom we name before you silently in our hearts. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power forever and ever. Amen.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen, the evening comes, the busy world is hushed, and the fever of life is over. Then grant us, we pray, a safe rest, a happy lodging, and peace at the last through Christ our Lord. Amen.